Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. Uh, it is season three, uh, episode 35, 165 until pregame show for this weekend's uh, game against the Eagles. We've got the Scottish contingent with us. Um, they are walking a thousand miles up there. And, of course, <laughs> yes. And we've got our long term friend who we haven't spoken to for nearly a year. So it was only right that we end the, the regular season with the great and powerful Big Game James. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing even better that I'm on here. Been like, like I said, it's been like <laughs> seventy-two thousand years since we talked. You know what yeah, I, mean? I know. So when you said, "Hey, man, you're gonna be able to do this show," I already told work. I told people. I told everybody. This Thursday, <laughs> hey, it's going down. Don't bother me at this particular time. I'm leaving work early, and you're not stopping me because I got to get with my boys from the UK. <laughs> 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 yeah, <let's go. laughs> yeah, and for anybody as well who isn't following Big Game James. Make sure you go and do it. He's got all the half takes, the stats. Um, I regularly uh, find them, put them up and share them on because, uh, yeah, they're always a lot of fun and quite interesting. I quite like it. Um, but, yes, um, here we are. We are, and this sounds really weird to say, we're at week 18. Yeah, it's like we're nearly at the end of January. And we still aren't in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. I know it's it's really weird. Um, in fact, um, we was talking about doing because um, we have one, a UK Cowboys Super Bowl party organised, and it's in to February, so late. Some people are like, oh, hold on, the day after's uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> You're like, wow, <laughs> I never even thought of that. I mean, yeah. you, but you go to the Super Bowl, that's a great Valentine's gift to some people over in oh. my, my neck of the woods. You <laughs> feel me? Uh, honestly, James, have you met some of the UK women here? They would tell you a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, obviously, this weekend's game, we'll get into it in a moment. Um, but I just want as we always start every show, with just a general feel of what you guys are thinking of the game. For me, I think this is a nothing game to me, that both Dallas and Philadelphia really haven't got much uh, in the way of winning. It doesn't change much for them. Um, but for you guys, what it, and I'll start with you, Paul, and I'll work around that way. Um, what are you just thinking of generally of the feel on this game? I honestly don't know. I really, like... I kind of, I was kind of hoping, obviously, with last week's game, we could have got the win, but 
wasn't meant to be. But mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, like the Eagles are guaranteed a wild card place, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yes, they're in, they're, they're, they're in now. They're done. Crap. I was kind of hoping <laughs> that we could I was kind of hoping we could have knocked them out, but oh well. Yeah. But, but, but no, no. That, but in saying that, we could actually still put them in the last place of the wild card, and whoever plays them as the second place will probably very much will have a more guarantee of beating them out, pretty much. But I don't know. I I really don't know. Like, it's in terms of the actual game itself, is it worth? I I still think it's worth getting our offense working again. Just try and get make those mistakes rectified. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's an awkward one, isn't it? Because it's it, it's like six of one and half a dozen of the other. It's like you don't want your starters to get injured, but at the same time. They weren't rolling last week, so what are you going to do? Because the last thing you want is playoff rest. Um, but what about you then, Gray? And then I'll finish with our special guest for the week on the field. What do you think about it? Yeah, it just it, it seems like, for me, it seems like an important game. Um, yeah. <clears throat> one, it seems to be a get-right game. And also that okay. I, I feel that, like in the past, the Cowboys have they've treated the last game when it wasn't important, they've, they've rested a couple of people. Like I know mm-hmm. Zeke has taken time out. Yeah. Uh, I think Romo took time out as well. And we didn't play well in the playoffs. Despite having that week, it seemed to, we seemed to drop a couple of stitches. So for me, I still think we have to go 100%. I mean, if, if we have guys out with COVID, that's, that's okay. That's fair. But um, if I think if you're fit to play against the Eagles, you, sh- you should play because... Um, like Paul said, our offense is not firing like it, it's it should. So, if we can use this as a get right game before the playoffs, that would be amazing. All um, right, and uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's no, okay. All right, no. Uh, so, what about you then, uh, James? What, what what's your general feeling on this game? I know, obviously, you know. Either way, it's Cowboys football, most importantly. So that's always good. But just what's your general feeling on this Week 18 game going into the playoffs? Uh, I'm bouncing off ground. Uh, Wilson, uh, I'm saying mm-hmm. 100%. Dallas hasn't made the playoffs in two years, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, Dallas has had an up-and-down season with the, these playoffs the last 10 years, even with Garrett. Dallas hasn't earned anything to be resting any starters. Yeah. They haven't made the playoffs Ooh. in two years. Okay, so we can't be sitting people down like we we've been going to the playoffs every single year and dominating the playoffs. No, they haven't. They need to get right because guess what? If Dallas comes out there with the one and done, a lot of bad things are going to be going on in Dallas. Okay, so if if, if, if I'm Mike McCarthy, uh, I know when people say injure, but uh, this is my opinion with that. If you just play the game. Them injuries don't be happening, in my opinion. Dallas has been relatively injury-free this whole year. Yep. When you start worrying about injuries, that's when they happen. Now, obviously, if you have a, somebody like uh, uh, J-Ron Curse, he has some hamstring issues right now, yeah. yeah, I would rest him because I know what a hammy is. You can't mess that up, and you need him for the playoffs. Absolutely. Certain people that are really hurt, yeah, you want to rest them. But everybody who's able to play, you better play them, and you better play hard because I don't care. It's the Eagles. It's the last game of the year. Dallas needs to go in there strong, whoever they're playing, because this is the type of team that we have right now that is a Super Bowl-type team if yeah. they play their game. 
So there ain't no time to be pulling off no gas and, and sitting down and chilling. Dallas need to go in there with momentum. They need to go in there strong uh, because uh, you, these opportunities, Dak said himself, they're rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you just put the nail in the coffin there, James. Well spoken. Uh, yeah. right, I, completed, I think we're all in agreement that we cannot take our foot off the pedal on this. <laughs> It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, it, although it's a nothing game, it, it is the, the the point we're trying to make is although it's a nothing game in terms of what it means for playoff standings, there is obviously issues that you don't want to go into playoff rust, like you say, and James, if they did do the one and done in the playoffs, people will then go to the sentiment, the argument of, well, why did you? not play the plays in the last game, get them up to speed. Because it's certainly an issue at the moment on the offense, which we'll talk about in a very close second. Um, and we'll try and find out what those issues are. So on that nice little segue, should we get into the Dallas Cowboys offense versus the Eagles defense and get this thing rolling? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, let's do it. Okie dokie. Right. Well, before we do that, we just need to first of all go through a very quick injury report and some news. Um, obviously, big one, Mike Parsons, COVID. Tyrone Smith as well with COVID. Um, so it doesn't look like he will be playing. Anthony Brown, he's got a COVID reserve as well. On some good news, Keanu Neal is coming off COVID reserve. And uh, Kyron Brown, which is a, an old flashback name. Some of us were all like, who the hell is that guy? Um, but he is returned back to the Cowboys practice squad. James, you said it a little bit earlier. Jamin Curse is limited. Also on that is Tony Pollard. In some good news, though, Blake Jarwin's back. Uh, he was officially given some weeks back his notice to return. So, whether he plays, I'm not sure. I think he's going to try and ease him in gently. Uh, then just in some other uh, UK Cowboys news, Matty H won the UK Cowboys Fantasy League, by the way. <laughs> winning all the league. So, yeah, he wins the competition. And his um, piece of merch that we've said we do, that's on its way. But also in sad news, in the NFL UK Fantasy League, the Cowboys lost in the final to Five Yard Rush. But there we go. Oh. Oh, don't, don't, don't forget about me. That, uh, I know, my... and you won the creator content. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, $180 uh, in my pocket, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it takes, Brandon. Sorry, it Brandon. Takes, <laughs> it takes the sting out of your, uh, out of your American uh, holiday you had this year. Uh, well, I, well, I kind it of... Pays for, it pays for one of your meals that you had out there. Oh, I definitely. Well, after spending, <laughs> we spent nearly seven thousand dollars for the whole month. Yeah. When you're there for three yeah. Cowboys games, it's worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. But okay, the, the Cowboys offense. Um, no. So, um, the first thing I wanted to make a note of is really about the Eagles' defense because this is something not many people are talking about. That. The, the actual Eagles defense, it's not playing that bad. On a team that has, that's rebuilding, um, has a whole new coaching staff and is trying to get back into some sort of rhythm, their defense right now is doing quite a good job. Um, going through it, they are ninth in points per game allowed. 
11th in passing yards allowed and 7th in uh, against the running game, against the rush. The, yeah. the Eagles, in fact, only allow, averagely, this season, 20 points per game. This is something we kind of spoke about in the pre uh, the, the pre-game show for the first Eagles game about their run defense. Mm. Uh, so it seems like they've not actually improved since last time we played them, and that was like what week five, week six, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of what you're seeing now, uh, and I'm sure James will back me up on this one. That the Eagles' defense, although they have. Been, they have been really, really good this year. Their strength of schedule, the teams they've done it against, have been very poor teams. Like virtually nearly any of them don't have a 500 or better record. Mm. So it is something to make a note of. But I do feel, based on how what the Eagles have done, I think they do deserve a playoff place. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they battle back. I mean, they battle back. I think Jalen Hurts yeah. is, uh, you know, he's he's been, I mean, he hasn't been lights out, but he's been okay. I mean, they haven't yeah. been bad. Serviceable. Yeah, he's yeah. been serviceable. And I think, yeah. he, I mean, I, I, for one, you know, I got a friend who uh, named Joe Castro. He has a Philadelphia podcast. I've never hated on Jalen Hurts. I felt like they should keep him and let him grow. I felt yeah. he was like a Dak Prescott in a way away as far as the leadership and the things he brought off the field, but he wasn't really a polished guy on the field, past or things of that nature, and he was going to have to grow into it. So that's why I felt like they were kind of the same type of player, in my opinion. Um, but then when I see, um, you know, even when Dallas played the first time, that, Philadelphia has a good front. I mean, they have Monte yeah. Sweat. They have, they have Fletcher Cost. They still had a good front. They got Slay in free agency. They got Anthony Harris from Minnesota. So it wasn't like they had terrible guys. It's just the fact that you had a rookie head coach. You had a lot of change uh, from going from one uh, regime to the next. So you expect there to be a drop-off. Uh, so for the fact that they fought to come in, I'm not like hyping Eagles. I'm just saying for them to get in the playoffs, uh, I mean, they beat who they're supposed to be, but you don't look at the Eagles like, oh, that's going to be a team that's going to do something this year. You don't look at a team like that. But you yeah. also don't go in there slipping on them in the playoffs uh, because that could be a, a, a um, one of those upset losses if you play against them. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's just something that I, when I was going through it statistically, when you look at it, the, the defense it hasn't done that bad across the board, like it, it, in a general form, you know. Um, yeah. And the issue that we've got at the moment is we've got an Eagles defense that is ticking along nicely and coming up. And you've got a Cowboys offense that is cooling off. Um, mm. So it's almost like one is waving up and one is waving down and they're going to meet in the middle somewhere. Um, but I want to get your guys' uh, opinions. And I'll start with you, James, because we've given ours on this show over the last few weeks quite a lot, is the dark issue. A lot of people are saying, what from the start of the season or the first half of the season till now, the back end, although we've had some success generally especially in our cardinals game it seems to have flattened off uh, and there seems to be what's the what, like less intensity there seems to be i know defenses have figured back out in the system which you know they, a lot of teams are playing this uh cover two shell you've seen a lot of that a lot of uh, in the pre-snap changes going on so they'll show one and then change to another what do you feel is the biggest issue right now for the Cowboys' offense? 
Oh, well, you know, you guys been talking about it. I've been talking about it hot and heavy as well. Yeah. I mean, I did a little breakdown video on Dak and the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like one of the things that, I mean, they both go hand in hand. I feel like when you look at the play calls, when they drop into the coverage, either Dak has to make the right call when he's changing the audible yeah. or the right call has to go on the field because too many, well, too many times, especially in that Cardinals game, yes. I mean, there'll be three wide receivers going out, but there's seven covering. That's mm-hmm. not helping your quarterback. You're not mm-hmm. completing the passes when you have only three guys going out, but you have a shell of seven guys covering over them. That's a bracket. Yes. There's, there's nowhere for your quarterback to throw, but to always check down. That's a problem that I don't like because there's so much check down. There's not any kind of explosiveness anymore yeah. uh, going deep. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, there's no explosiveness. It's always quick to check down, quick to yeah. look to the underneath, and that's what teams are seeing. So they're playing it now. So they're seeing how we're doing that a, a, a lot. So now the teams are sitting there and jumping the route. So they're sitting there thinking like we're doing all these comeback routes. They're sitting five to seven yards and they're sitting right where in the middle where Dak likes to throw that ball. And that's why mm-hmm. you saw a lot of tip passes in that Arizona game because they're seeing exactly where they're going. Arizona's coaches really studied the Cowboys very well and knew what the Cowboys were going to do. So that's what kind of got me frustrated is how would they know that easily? Just when you saw the Buda Baker play when Dak yeah. threw the screen play and Buda mm-hmm. Baker almost intercepted it. I had George Teague on the show yesterday. He said that should not be happening. That guys mm-hmm. can identify that quickly when you go into a lineup. This is what they're going to do. So yeah. the play calling in that aspect can't be. I don't want to hear the vanilla stuff because this is week 16, week 17. Can't be no vanilla right now. It needs to be all 100% hand foot on the gas, not vanilla offense. And then Dak is missing receivers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just what it is. I'm not – I'm a I'm a Dak guy to, to the day I die. But yeah. still got to get better. He missed – he's missing throws. He missed it in the Arizona game. He's missing it in other games. And to me, he's missing explosive throws. I saw at least three plays where he had – now, it was going to be a big money throw, fellas. It was going to be a big money throw. But you're getting paid like a big money quarterback, right? So you yeah. got to take those chances and and you got to hit that because if you keep on checking down underneath, this defense is going to keep on sitting on those routes. You mm-hmm. saw how they were disguised. They're going to keep coming to the line of scrimmage and bailing and jumping yeah. in coverage, and they're going to say, until you beat this, we're going to keep doing this. And that's mm-hmm. the way the NFL is. They're not going to change those defenses until he shows he can beat it or he shows he's going to attack them deep. And then once they start getting that ball deep in those little holes of the zone and we're getting 15 to 17 and 20-yard pass plays, that's when they'll start changing up. Then we see what the run game. But my last thing on this, I feel like Kellen Moore has become more of a finesse offense. And because now it's become more of a finesse offense, I feel like it's taken over the offensive line, and that's Mm -hmm. why it's not physical, and that's why the run game has suffered, because Dallas is not a physical team any longer. To me, it's a finesse team. And when teams come in want to get real physical with Dallas, they do it, and they accomplish it, and they win up front. Yeah, and I mean, a lot can be said as well. I I, I don't know what, what which way round you look at it, but the way I'm looking at it is you've seen a lot of this cover two and a lot of, as you were saying, a lot of the defensive backs squatting on the routes, waiting for it, because they know they're going to check down. But I feel that the, the the defenses are doing this because they're not threatened by our run game. So, like, it's like, well, go for a run if you want, because at the moment, we don't feel that that's part of your game. 
do you feel that that's something that is happening and that that is down to the offensive line not getting pushed and being aggressive enough for Zeke to hit holes? Or do you I, think there's there's reasons behind it with, like you say, with it being a finesse offense is the issue of it? I think that's both both of those things that you just said going in hand in hand. Exist. I mean, look, I okay. mean, look at it. it. Just I like Tyler Biadish, but he's not a physical offensive center. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not. Uh, yeah, Connor yeah. Williams. Agree. He's played. He's had a career, but he's not a physical left guard. Okay, mm. Tyron Smith. He's older. He's not the Tyron Smith of twenty four. He's not that guy anymore. And I don't care. I love Zach guy? Martin. <laughs> I love Zach Martin. He's 31 years old now. He's not having his career year. I've seen yeah. games where he's getting beat up front. And then mm-hmm. Leo Collins, he's still coming back. But I feel like some of that athletic ability has been zapped from that hip surgery and things yes. of that nature. Because when you see yeah. people rush on him, he can't really squat and move that that bottom half. Him and Tyron Smith are both having problems with that if you really watch them. They're top-heavy and they get their hands on you. But if you can wiggle and get that body underneath them they just they they you get past them and you see it a lot and Dak's got to slide in that pocket so I yeah. think yes I don't think the line is as physical and I think teams know that and like I said when teams come in there with that mind frame like Denver and them did they said we're gonna beat these guys up front they start getting one or two plays where they stop us and their their defense is jumping up and down it's like we immediately abandon it it's like we get scared because yeah. that defense is jumping up and down and like, yeah, you ain't getting no yards. Next thing I know, I start seeing all kind of pass plays. Yeah. That's what gets frustrating to me because you abandon it quickly. Second mm-hmm. half, two rushes. Second yeah. half against the Cardinals, two rushes to Ezekiel Elliott, one for one yard and one for yeah. a negative yard. And yeah. when the one play he could have had, uh, Leo Collins whipped on the block. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons blew him up, and then from that on, they went to passing. Tony Pollard yeah. didn't even see a rush, and I don't want to hear that vanilla. Well, we're gonna hold Tony Pollard for the playoffs. Why? Yeah. He needed that game against Arizona because that was a mind thing too. That was a mind thing because everybody was sitting back. I don't know about y'all, but we were looking at that Washington game like, yeah, we look good. But yeah, we're back. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I wasn't Here saying we, we was bad. I was like, that's Washington, though. I want to <laughs> see us do this against Arizona. Because yeah. if we lighten dropping 40 on Arizona, then I'm like, okay. But then if we play like that, barely scoring points until the end, I'm, mm. I'm like, man, is this the same old Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because in Arizona in the third quarter, um, I made a note of it uh, and commented that until the last two minutes of the third quarter, the Cowboys were on one yard of offense total. It's just not good enough. <laughs> it's wild. I know that's a lot down to Arizona just taking the, you know, the, they're stifling the game, which is what they were trying to do. But I mean, it says a lot about. Well, we was moving the ball. You feel me, Mike? Yeah. We was. You yeah, feel yeah. me, Graham? You feel me, Paul? We was moving yeah. the ball, and as bad as Dallas played, they still could have beat the Arizona Cardinals. Like they were. Yeah. They were. They the first couple drives, they moved the ball. It wasn't like they were stopping Dallas. Dallas was stopping themselves with ten penalties. <laughs> you had four offensive lineman penalties that were three of them were for first downs, and they got taken mm. back. That stalls things, and that hurts yeah. things. So Dallas is shooting itself in the foot. It's not really, to me, was the Arizona defense. It was Dallas beating themselves. And then when Dallas drove all the way down the field, Dak had Amari Cooper open. He overthrew him. That was an easy play. You could have went in for a touchdown. Then your field goal kicker misses. 
So when you have a 14-play drive, yeah. a 14-play drive come with no points, that starts going in the head. And when they come back down and score, then now you start feeling the pressure of, we got to score quick. You get what I'm saying? Then I feel like it snowballs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Go on, Paul. It just seems like uh, whenever we're in that, that, that we seem to get that little bit of desperation in mind, and we just completely forget the ba- like, our base plays. Like we just try and do something more drastic, and and, and pretty much cut shoots us in the foot almost. And and mm-hmm. from what we saw in that Arizona game, it has it's cost us. Yeah, I'm just, I, sitting, I, I'm just sitting back here listening to this sweet jazz, this classical music in my ear from Big Game. Yeah. We need to get James on this show more often, everybody. <laughs> hey, there was, James, a t- there was a time when Big James used to be a part of the furniture around you. <laughs> James just, he just knocked it right out of the park. I couldn't no. have said it better. It's great to have other content uh, other Cowboys content creators come on this show and say exactly the same thing that a lot of us have been saying for a long time. You're seeing quick passes. You're seeing end of rounds. Dak isn't getting three seconds to throw the ball. It's all there, and it's all bearing down on us right now. I just want to add on top, like what you said about the O-line, James, <clears throat> that is, to me, is the pinnacle point. I thought when you really break it down by Irish, not physical, you're talking about the multiple injuries that Smith's had over the years and now Collins, like they're not the same players, like potentially. Like even the um the whole experiment with McGovern switching in with Connor Williams. It's like we like we it seems to me like we don't even necessarily know who our <laughs> best O line is. Like you, like no. if there's any saving grace is Terrence Steele and that's saying something. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but since last year, he's probably been the most improved offensive lineman in our. Country. I agree. Yeah, I would say he's the most improved player on the roster, and he's oh, on the really? bench. He's playing now because Tyron Smith, but he went to the bench, and that's yeah, that's what's frustrating. He was playing some of his best football because really? I was like Terrence Steele in the preseason. I was like, oh boy, here we go, and <laughs> yeah. he came out and worked his butt, man. I mean, he's been. Lights out, and he's been physical. That's what I really liked about. Yes, him. he's been yeah. physical. If you look at a lot of our runs when they when he was in the game, a lot he's, of the big oh. runs were on Terrence Steele's side. So if that's where you're missing the element of the run game because you took a, a guy off there because Leo Collins, let's keep it real, dog. He getting paid nine ten million a year. That's why he went back starting that right tackle. That is yeah. why because if he wasn't making that kind of money. You ain't putting him in there because he wasn't playing better than Terrence Steele at that right tackle. It's just what it is. And people don't want to yeah. talk about that, but that's just what it is. So now you have to, like, trying to figure it out. But for me, I'm going to just tell you all this one thing, and I, and I don't know if y'all had ever talked about it, but my guy, Boss Cowboys, and them, they had been beating the drum about Leo Collins going back to left guard, beating it, beating it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't see why they don't. Day. And when I think about when, when, when I just always would sit back and think, right, Terrence Steele's playing good at right tackle. Mm-hmm. And Leo Collins doesn't have that agility like Terrence Steele does now. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you putting him at the left guard spot where he can use his physicality and doesn't have to worry about We've moving been, and, been, and dealing dude. with defensive ends? Because and that's where face. he played in college. That's where he played I, in college. His best, his best year in the NFL. His best year in the NFL was that left guard, he only had 22 pressures, and he mm-hmm. gave up zero sacks. Yeah. And he played left guard in college. 
I don't know. I mean, it's right there. I don't even get physical. There it is. I literally do not need to say any more on that issue. James just not again, not throw it apart. Like, let's um, like, I've, I've been saying this for weeks about yeah. why couldn't we not just move Collis back inside? Because obviously we had the issue with pass pressures for uh, against McGovern and obviously Connor Williams. But whereas Lyle Collins, he's a much more better physical guy. It's going to be harder to force him back. And Let's be honest, he is an actual monster of a boy. He is much yeah. bigger, superior, like he Bulky. can probably, like he could probably stuff a lot more defensive tackles, a lot more effective yes. than like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you look at him, like when like you could probably like when you're talking about like the whole finesse and stuff as well. If you were to classify McGovern and Williams, they're more like you could put probably say they can be like pulling guards or whatever, not because they've got the most speed to move upfield if they're depending on what the blocking scheme is. But when it comes to downright hard nose offensive guards smashing mouth of defensive tackles or inside defensive linemen, that's Collins can do that. And we saw that, and like you just said, in this early part of his career for the Dallas Cowboys, he was phenomenal at it. He is like, a good, he is a good offensive lineman. You know, you, you you can't forget that, and it, it is crazy because when you think, like you say, James Steele, he goes over there. You've got they're essentially, mind you, both undrafted free agents because they are. Although Collins is only there for reasons that we're not going to talk about, but the only reason I see why they won't make that move is coaching pride because that means Callum Moore yeah. is wrong. That's, it that's means what it uh, is. I pride. made a I made a wrong move. It's pride, and they've been shuffling that offensive line, but everybody's been chirping. Oh, you better change that back. And so they're like, okay, let's change it back right. But, yeah, yeah. man, oh, it wrong. is pride because, like I said, my guys, Boss Cowboy, shout out to the OC. They have been beating this drum. Yep. I was, I had never said no, but I was just like, they ain't going to never do it, so I don't want to ever entertain it because yeah. they ain't making the change, so I don't even want to talk about it because they're not going to do it because, like y'all just said, that pride is getting in the way because, yeah. to me, we just saw it. Terrence still ain't a bad left tackle, but he's a right tackle. Mm. Yeah, yeah. still a right yeah. tackle. And they yeah. keep trying to flex him in, move him over because you got Tyron Smith. Make that left swing tackle. tackle. No, he's not yeah. no dad going swing left tackle. Yeah, he's yeah, a right yeah. tackle. Put him where he is great. Put him yeah. at where he can really be great. Mm-hmm. And then slide you. Put, if y'all talking about putting the best people in their positions to the play. The best five. Then why ain't the best five on there? Because right yeah. now, in my opinion, the best five is not on that field on that offensive line. Agree, agree, agree. You would you would say you've got some of the best players that might be out of the wrong position in the terms of the line. Sometimes, like I still even think like you could even argue sick the whole Conor McGovern. Why was he not being brought up to be the center where he did for the mass majority of his college career? There's that argument as well. We, yeah, if you, yeah, if yeah. you, and look, listen, we, we did it one day. Check this out. Uh, Graham, listen to this. One day we did a, a, uh, a lineup, fantasy lineup, what we would love to fantasy see in that lineup. Mm. We put Connor McGovern at center. And the main reason why, because he has played center, but he's more physical than Beatish. I feel yeah. like at the point of attack, if Connor McGovern was at center, at the point of attack, you're not moving him. Okay. And then, on the left guard, we had Leo Collins, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, and Tyron Smith. We felt like if you did that lineup right there and you had that all year, I feel like you saw some physicality all year if you did something like that. But it's mm. like, nope, we pay right, we pay Leo Collins to play right tackle, so we just gonna keep him there. Man, come on, man. 
you you know daggone well you just seen Terrence Steele. Jerry Jones been like Terrence Steele needs to play. Terrence Steele, he you know if y'all know this, and then why y'all keep on trying to play the experiment, man? This is the playoffs about to start. Yeah, we trying to get a Super Bowl. <laughs> put all the know. defensive players in the right positions, right? Then do it with the offense too. <laughs> this offense, fellas, we've been waiting forever to finally get a defense. We've been waiting forever to finally get a defense. Mm. Now I feel like our defense can compete with our Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady Thank in the playoff because we yes. got the guys now yeah. we just need to hone this offense and we can't be going in there playing games man they need to figure that offense out it's, right there and right it's now like we can and, never and, get it right and, and it's literally <laughs> what you just said it's like we've been dying for this defense it's like if you're putting all the jigsaw pieces together to finally put in that final piece of the jigsaw and you really think you're just about to have that complete puzzle Mm-hmm. Then the offense just completely cramples it back down a couple of notches again, and you're going to have to like say, "Oh no, I need to reorganize it again to try and yeah, get yeah. it all again." That's what it feels like. It feels like the Cowboys is this forever jigsaw puzzle, like we're almost yeah. there, but not quite yet. It, so, and it is. so the the NFL website has the Cowboys as the tenth rushing attack, tenth in the league. When was the last time the Cowboys were lower? In that in that kind of position, the Cowboys have always been a run first team. The reason the offensive line isn't there anymore, the yeah. holes aren't yeah. there, the opportunities for yeah. Zeke aren't there, and it's suffering. It's actually yeah. made. It's actually worn out on Zeke as well with the amount of hits he's been taking as yeah. this year. And especially, I think last year, last season, I think took a toll. I mean, what we're seeing oh, the echo yeah. of that this year you know but i mean here's the biggest problem for me on the offensive line because a lot of people you know talking about zeke go well look at his yards look at his yards the issue is is we 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 rely on zeke on third down we go okay give it to zeke he's one of our best players he's always getting his first downs and like i don't really care with running back so much about the yards it's about the how many first downs is he getting is he getting first downs yeah Give your player the ball and get the first down. That's what's most important for me for a running back. But here's the problem is we do that, and that's when we seem to get a holding call from the offensive line. The amount of holding calls that happen on third down that negate, and it happened just to highlight it in the last game against the Cardinals. Zeke goes on his longest run of the game, a 20-yard run, pulled back for Connor Williams' holding call. When, when was the, how many times have we heard that this season? Yeah, James, <laughs> yeah. James brought it up. They are momentum killers. They are. It goes, it goes from a 20-yard a run by Zeke to a 10-yard penalty. That's a third. Yeah. That's almost a third of the field yeah. in one flag. Exactly. And, and you, you, go from some, you go from something as simple as third and two to now third and 12. And, and, and you know the worst, you know the worst it's, part? It's of, over. It's done. You know what the worst part of it all is, mate? From some of the holding calls, it's it's like this stuff is basics. You shouldn't be holding on to the defensive lineman like that is already past you uh, by your hip line. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, it's. <sighs> I, I get, I get. There'll be there'll be people watching the show thinking, yeah, but the, the there were holding calls missed in the Cardinals as well. That's the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Yeah. We're here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and our. Offensive flags that is that's killing our game. Let other teams worry about themselves. We need to fix a few wrongs on the offensive line. And and this just goes back to James's main big point. It's it's like we shoot ourselves in the foot. 
end of. It's not so much how the Cardinals defense made a big, like the, 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 we made them look superstars from our own mistakes, pretty much. So yep, that, that's yeah. what I feel. I didn't look at the Cardinals D like they stopped us, and they had, no. um, um, I think Marcus Golden was out, and he had 11 sacks for the season. He was out. So they only yeah. had really Chandler Jones that could really was Jones. coming at, ru- rush the pass on him. And let's keep it real. He gave Tyron Smith fits. You know what I'm saying? He gave Tyron Smith fits, and that was concerning to me. Maybe nobody else was talking about it, but that was concerning to me that he came back in that game and Chandler Jones was after him. And so guess what, fellas? When we play a defense in the playoffs, every see, this is my problem, folks, and fellas, that we look at Tyron Smith and some of these guys like, oh, wait, wait till we get Tyron Smith back. Tyron Smith ain't the same guy no more. He's not. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I can't see that. So when we play these other teams, these speed rushers, they're going to have to be looking at that because they're getting past Tyron Smith. He's having trouble with speed rushers. So Dak doesn't have, like you said, uh, Graham, he don't have that time in the pocket. So he's getting, to me, more fidgety, and then he's holding the ball too long. And to me, in my opinion, he just doesn't want to make the mistake. So that's why he's always trying to check down because he doesn't want to put the team in a bad position because maybe he sees the offense is already struggling, so he doesn't want to make it worse. You know what I mean? But while that's happening, I feel like he's missing open receivers because he's so focused on, I'm just going to make this pass. We got to get this first down, keep this offense. Well, somebody C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper might have been over top. Might have been a tough throw in that zone. You might have that safety over that top in that corner there, but there's that window in there. You got to throw it because if you complete that pass, that gets that offense energized. That gets that offense moving. That gets that offense in a roll. And then next thing you know, two, three plays later, boom, touchdown, Cowboys right back on it. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it earlier this year when it happens. So it's like, why is it not happening right now when it was happening earlier in the year? But like I said, I just feel like, I listened to Brian Broaddus. Y'all didn't have Brian Broaddus on here mad times, you know, and I was yeah. listening to what he was saying. I respect Brian Broaddus and what he says because he tells the truth, especially since he got away from the Cowboys. He really be telling the truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since yeah. he's yeah. 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 got away from the Cowboys, like, he like, really like, like, telling the truth. Like, you know ever what I mean? Since, ever, yeah, ever since I he went I love to- it. Thank you, Brian, <laughs> for leaving them so you can finally tell the truth because now he, <laughs> when he was telling me when he was saying about Kellen, he said Kellen don't have a plan. He said when Kellen Moore comes out with that offense and that defense stops him on place, he don't have a backup plan. He don't have plays that, okay, they're stopping this. Well, I'm going to go to these three guaranteed plays that we I know we can get first downs. He's saying that's how we're getting stopped. And that, to me, is concerning because has mm-hmm. Kellen Moore coached in the playoffs yet, folks? Uh, not no, as the offensive coordinator. Not, oh, not as an offensive oh, coordinator. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So, yeah, yeah, he was the core. He was the I'm core box coach. The in the, I'm worried about the deer in the headlights. You never coach in the playoffs, and the playoffs is totally different than the regular season. So There's I no suggested, way to hide. I've suggested Mike McCarthy since you was this so-called offensive mind and guru or whatever you was at in Green Bay. You need to step in there, and if Kellen Moore ain't doing, I'm taking over the play calling, and I'm running this until mm-hmm. we get it right. And if it's not <laughs> working right now, I'm taking over it in this uh, this last game, and I'm gonna take over in the playoffs. And that's what it is. You're gonna sit back and watch. Yep. Yep. The I, the name of the defensive back escapes me, but the I think it was Buddha Baker who knew about the quick out to CD Lamb before CD Lamb knew about it, and yeah. he jumped the route. He knew exactly what the play was because Dak feels like he needs to get the ball out, and Kellen Moore, like you said, James only runs a certain amount of plays. So sooner or later, it's going to be a quick out to CD Lamb, and before you know it, Buddha Baker was almost off. I think it was Buddha Baker. He was almost off to the races with a pick six. 
if he comes down with that ball, he's gone. You know, so, so it, it's there to be seen. The only thing I would say about the play calling, and we'll move to the defensive side, is basically with the way that this game is and with the playoffs being the next game, are you guys, would you be happy in this game seeing a, a more basic play calling and no trick plays, just trying to keep your playbook hidden back ready for the playoffs? If it was me, I would just like, if we can just try and even get back to smash mouth football, just like ram it down the throat. It's none of this finesse and what James was saying, which I completely agree. I think we're, we're getting too soft in that line just to accommodate what Kellen's trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. for, and it's affecting that. It's affecting the O-line. It's even affecting our receivers now. It's, it's, it's completely affecting that. If we can just get back to that principle where our O-line can just actually... Just smash defensive linemen, open those gaps up. That will open up the doors for for the pass plays and everything else. It's like, mm. like, because if you're if, if you're being finessing and your run game is just not there, then all the focus is going to be on your pass game now. And so, and like a. Uh, what uh, what Juice was saying a bit for like Brown board, Brown was talking about Kellen Moore, like he's got this plan, but he has no backup plan. So if that's yeah. if that's the case, what else are we going to do? We need to come up with a a base option, and if we can actually one that's not we're, we're kind of recommend like the one is like obviously go smash my foot, we'll just ram it down the throats. Mm -hmm. But if that doesn't work, then we're going to have to start thinking about and this is where Kellen really needs to step up as our OC. He okay. really needs to step up in this retrospective. He needs to. So think you're about, saying don't hide the playbook, just go for it. I I would. Yeah. What about you, James? Are you agreement? Or do I you want to? I'm, I'm not going to show. I'm not going to show crazy amount of plays. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to go nuts though because yes, they are watching. So I'm not going to go crazy, but I'm going to have a nice amount of plays where we're going to win this game. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I'm going to attack them. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing I don't want Cullen to do is, since Amari Cooper has been saying, I've been, I need the ball, I need the ball. And when we yeah. saw when he got the ball in Washington, how effective this offense was better. So yes. I don't want Kellen Moore to be like, okay, this is a, a so-called meaningless game, so I'm going to give you 20 catches, and then we go in the playoffs, i give you two. Don't do that. <laughs> you need to feed this guy. Guess what? We don't have a Michael Gallup now. We lost another explosive player on that offense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you better get that ball to Amari Cooper. I don't care if, well, we got to make sure, you know, we don't want to force it. Yes, you do need a force feed right now because we've seen games, folks, haven't we, since Amari Cooper's been there, when they get that ball to him, yeah, our offense it changes. goes from here to here. Mm -hmm. We've seen how explosive our offense gets when Amari starts getting that ball. Our offense starts churning. It starts rolling. We start getting excited. The crowd goes, cool. I mean, everybody <laughs> gets into it. And guess what? I don't think Coop is a diva, but he is a alpha as far as the receiver. He knows oh, what absolutely. he can do. Absolutely. And absolutely. like those top receivers, they don't get the ball early. They start not being in the game. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. You, if you watch all the best receivers, except maybe like a Jerry Rice, but even when Jerry Rice don't start getting the ball, he's going to that huddle like, I need the ball, because mm -hmm. if we want to move this ball, you got to give it to me so we can go. It's not about being selfish, like I don't want to be a team player. It's about when you get me the ball, this offense is better. So make mm -hmm. sure you make that happen, Kellen Moore. You start with Amari, then you go to CD, because once you start going to Amari, it opens it up for CD. 
they it doesn't you don't start with lamb and then open it up for coop you start with mm. cooper and then open it up for everybody else yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree just, i just wanted to kind of point out what a joe was saying and i shout out to joe and shout out to everyone who's been commenting on the show so far like he's kind of made the point where every game that uh, cooper's had over five catches we've pretty much have won the game and mm-hmm. uh, i tend to agree like it seemed the more production we get from Coop, it's like we're seeing that being f- like the influence of that is being fed onto the other players. Like, it's because so- where Cooper plays, yeah, think where Cooper like, plays, like, he like, doesn't like, play like, like Lamb. You want to get the ball to him as quickly as possible because he's gonna he's well, gonna be well, that yard after. He's gonna be a yak well, guy. Well, well, Cooper is the guy that needs that, to go downfield. That's not well. That's not where I'm getting at. But the, my point is, is that. Because the pressure's off, like a lamb. Because right, right, like, like, yeah, yeah, pressure, yeah, yeah. Let Coop off. get that pressure because exactly. don't drop he, the ball. Don't put can, that on CD. CD, CD, CD ain't ready for it, big dog. He, Y'all feel he, me? He, mm-hmm. he CD ain't ready for that. I'm not, and it's not saying CD ain't gonna be a great, good, a great player. You get what I'm saying? But Amari mm-hmm. sets the tone of the offense because once he starts getting the catches, then like you just said, Paul, now. CD don't feel that pressure. Now he can just kind of play and catch it and run and, and, and exactly. because Amari is starting the momentum. We've exactly. all seen it, folks. When Amari gets the – we seen it in 2018, 20, when he was killing the Eagles, what he did to them Packers. Yeah, we lost – he was killing them. And we saw yeah. what our offense was doing. I'm getting excited right now because when Coop start getting that ball, dog, I start feeling good. Like, okay, we about, mm-hmm. to, oh, yeah. we got, we about to run through you now because you can't stop Coop. It's just a, he's one of the best best receivers in the league. So I in terms of route running, he's surgical. So I, I think I think from a general consensus, what we really hope from this game for the Eagles is that we need to see Coop more before we go into the playoffs. We need to see everything more on that. That is true. But but in terms of just even just getting the momentum started, it's like if we get the momentum, we Coop get the ball, you. You could easily see it getting that affected on like the Schultz. You can see that in terms of like Lamb and well, obviously Gallup's not going to be playing this game, but you'll see, even see like a Wilson even take take the step up when he's when the pressure's been taken on like a Cooper because he'll draw those uh, he'll draw the double coverage anyway. Like he's that he's that right receiver. He's that primary target. If we can do yeah. that. It's just like, like you said there, James, it's just going to open all the doors for everybody else. And he wants it. That's the difference. He wants the pressure. I want the, give me the pressure. I'm not scared of it. Give it to me. So why wouldn't you give it to him? He's saying, look, give me the ball. I'll take all the pressure. I'll take all whatever you need to give. I'll take all that. That's what I want. I want our guy to be like that, that I want the ball. I want us to make us better. We need a big third down. Give it to me. I'll get it there. We're in that red zone. Get it to me. I'll score that touchdown for us. I want that mentality right now. He's our number one receiver. Dallas is paying him like the number one receiver. So why is he the third most targeted player on the team behind Mm -hmm. CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz? Yeah. Yeah. You you look look around the league. You know, the the Rams don't move away from Cooper Cup. The Packers don't move away from Adams. Um, Exactly. That's a great point, Graham. Great point. When Hopkins is fit for the Cardinals, they don't move away from him. Let's use Coop like a Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cooper yeah. Cup, like, Cooper just, Cup is about to break a, an NFL record right now next week. Okay. If he could get catches and yards, he's about to break an NFL record. I'm not dissing Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup? You feel me? If Cooper, yeah. Cup, is, if Cooper yeah. Cup is breaking records, how is Amari not being targeted right now? I know. I know. And, and it's, it's actually depressing to say that. Like, 
because when you look look at the whole steamer things with the Rams and stuff like that, in terms of like where Cooper Cup came from, like like he was what a third round draft pick or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like, definitely I, wasn't first. <laughs> I just heard that laugh <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one thing I think that will help Coop with Blake Jarwin coming back is the twelve man. Yes. I think that, yes. that is that is a big help because especially with where Blake Jarwin his he lives on that seam route. Yes. So you send Blake down there, you're pulling safeties away. Yes. So you've got one of two things that are going to happen. Coop's going to get all the attention. So that means that seam route for Blake becomes a one-on-one and a, just a wide open piece of field or he's right. going to draw the two safeties leaving Cooper to just like be as surgical as he wants over there. So I think the 12 man is going to be a big thing. So having Blake, especially for the playoffs, is good timing. Um, Cheese yeah. the, the fit today. Give the ball to Coop. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it to Coop. Um, should we go to the defense then, guys? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, this is the fun part. <laughs> right then. Okay. Uh, let me get my notes back up. So, the first thing I wanted to come out the gate is Anthony Brown is obviously on COVID reserve. So, I don't know what you guys think. I think this is going to be quite fun to watch Kelvin Joseph. It's taken us to week 18. Now here we are. How confident are you guys against the likes of, uh, of the Eagles receiver core? Um, I know they've made a mistake uh, again with <laughs> a certain draft pick of a wide receiver. I know Eagles fans are complaining about that. I say give it time. But how confident are we about Kelvin Joseph going into this game, guys? It's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that. I'm Probably quite excited to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see him. I want to see what he does. I think when when you take a <clears throat> when you take a cornerback in the second round, you expect him to start. So it's going to give us an opportunity to see what we have. Certainly, we we got Diggs in the second round, and he's mm-hmm. he's off to the Pro Bowl now. So um, if we can see if we can give Kelvin Joseph a bit of time. Um, given a, a start, a meaningful game, a, a divisional game, um, to go and showcase his talents. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I I want him. Uh, you know, I have been I'm on, on my Twitter like about five or six weeks ago and said that is this a, is this a wash season for him because Anthony Brown had been playing pretty much like a career year. Yeah, George he's Lewis like, had right. been playing a lot better. So it was like I know Dan Quinn has got a, a loyalty thing, too. So he wasn't just going to remove an Anthony Brown um, because he was playing well uh, because mm-hmm. Clevin Joseph all the pressure putting him in there because he was a second round pick. But like you said, Graham, they drafted Trevin Diggs in the second round and he started a one day one. I know it was injuries, but he still started and we felt good about him starting all year. He went against right off the muscle, right? Cooper cup, um, DJ DK Metcalf. That, oh, oh yeah, yeah that play. Oh my god. Yeah. His first five games. His first five games. He, they threw him to the, the the absolute wolves. You know what I'm saying? But and he held his it. own. He held his right. own. He, and we liked it because yeah. that, that got him to where he's at right now, right? You see mm. where he's at right now because I feel like he was already a type of player that could deal with that. And you got to put him against those matchups. To me, Kelvin Joseph against Washington. Me and my guys uh, from the um, the final word, OC, we were comparing him, not saying this is who he is, 
but we were making the comparison of Kelvin Joseph to the Darrell Rivas because of the body yeah. type, the way yeah, he's yeah, built, yeah, yeah. the height, the weight. Uh, but he's more athletic than uh, Rivas. He's fast. He's yeah. more athletic. But yeah, when you yeah. saw him in that Washington game, man, he was smooth. He was very smooth, very sticky cover. He's going to be a guy that's going to be opposite of Diggs. Diggs is more of a playmaking corner. You're going to have mm. a Kelvin Joseph who's going to be that shutdown type corner where you're going to have to make really good passes to make plays on him. That's yeah. why I want him to play this game. I want him to play against Devontae Smith mm-hmm. or Rager. He needs all that experience that he can get. I talked to George Teague yesterday. I said, man, why won't, why can't he start in the playoffs? He said, oh, big game. I can't do that. We ain't go. He said, big game. I ain't doing that. We, he, he, he ain't ready. And I said, okay, I, you you done this. I haven't. So I'm going to have to back off. But in my head, I jumped back out there, y'all, and said, I still want him to start, though. I know I feel what you just said, George. But I want him to start because Anthony Brown, as good as he's played this year, you're still Anthony Brown. You're yeah, still exactly. Anthony Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. and I yeah, still yeah, don't yeah. trust you. You play good, but it's playoffs. <laughs> I feel like they're going to attack you, and you're scaring me. And Jordan Lewis, you play better, but they still get passes on Jordan Lewis. So yeah. I want to see all the best athletic players we can. I know if you jumped out there and started him in playoffs, be like, are you crazy? But to me, I'm, I, I'm not scared because I don't feel like he's going to – the moment is going to be too big for him. I don't know why I feel that. I don't know why I feel that, fellas. I just feel like the moment's not going to be too big for him. He has been waiting for this moment, and he has the ability to play in this moment. And I think we let this kid loose, man. You drafted him to start for a reason. Let this kid yeah. play. Yeah. And don't forget, because like like you say – James, it's the wingspan and the arm length, which is is what's prevalent with him. Um, just that guy's got reach. But what some people haven't realised, um, if you go back and watch, he's been doing some special teams work, and that guy has been getting it done as a special teamer, as a gunner. Very he's physical. Been, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you might not have noticed it, but he's always been in and around you know where the ball or where the catcher is yep, or the returner yep. he's always been there and he, i think he's even made a few special team tackles and he's feisty i like that he feisty he getting mm. always getting in a little little feistiness i don't mind that from my corner i want my corner no. feisty i don't want my corner soft i want my corner yeah. all up in your face mm-hmm. very very attitude very, very aggressive attitude mm-hmm. he has that attitude and that's what non-stop we need talking that yeah i'm cool with that i'm yeah i'm gonna yeah. has got to have I'm yeah. gonna add something on top of that. It's very similar to the whole make a passes mentality, see ball, get ball mentality. Yeah. Uh, and mm. I t- and and I think with that, we're seeing that a lot. Like I'm not just and I know we're talking about Kelvin Joseph, but I'm think like with that whole mentality, that's definitely been swung over to a lot of our defensive players this year, like especially yeah. on our D line and that as well. But 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 primarily you're seeing that from Diggs and and Knock and knock on wood, man. I I, I hope to we can see that developer Kelvin Joseph become that start that shutdown corner, like like the the better version of what we had of Byron Jones years ago. Mm-hmm. To, corner. So to James's yeah. point, I mean, he, he is a sticky corner. So this yeah. might be a good game where you're not going to have Jalen Hurts throwing somebody open. True. In my yeah. opinion, Jalen Hurts has to see somebody yeah. open. So for for Joseph to to, to be a stick on corner. That's that's going to give him a lot of opportunities yes. to shut somebody down and yes. keep somebody. Good work, game. good work. With mm. that as well, with that as well, if we can, what you're just saying there, Graham, that will just give Pars- Parsons the, the ability to like be more like see like you know what Hurts is like, create cover the, sacks. 
yeah, like, it's like yeah. you know, you, but you know what, you know what, a uh, hearts is like in the pocket. He, mm-hmm. He'll try and hold there as much as possible, but see when he's out there, he's really hard to get to. But that's when Parsons comes into play. He'll be yeah. there waiting. He'll be that. He'll be that guy waiting for him to move out the pocket. Well, I'm glad you went to that because this is the segue I was going to next is Hertz, um, and obviously how Hertz and Kyler are very similar. Obviously, we haven't got. Michael Parsons doesn't look like he's gonna be playing COVID restrictions. Yeah, I just realised that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's fine because (laughs) what is good is, um, in a lot of ways, hurt. Hurt is extremely similar to Kyler Murray, and it does look with the way things are going, we're gonna be facing the Cardinals in the playoffs with how things are looking. Um. You know, there are ways it could go the other way and we face LA, but yeah. The good thing is, for me, what I'm looking at is that you could see this with the way Hertz and Kyler are very similar as this address rehearsal game for the Cardinals. So when they come back to town, your defense has played a guy very similar to what you're expecting in the playoffs. In fact, Hertz and Kyler's time to throw are both right at the very top. Uh, I think it was like 3.2 seconds. It's because they extend plays. They move out the pocket. They move around. They, they let their, their receivers play the scramble drill almost and get open that way. I don't know what you guys think, but are you thinking, obviously we don't have Parsons. Do you think this is a good way to look at it, to go into this game as a dress rehearsal for Arizona? Certainly could be. I mean, I'd like to know who the spy is. I mm-hmm. think I think the spy will be important on Saturday night. Um, yeah, quick point for that, folks. Make sure Saturday night, not Sunday night. Make sure you all tune in Saturday night. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's it's almost like a, a kind of carbon copy that we can we can work on some things before we play Kyla Murray again. Um, but yeah. It, it's almost as if, if if they don't see things, they're going to tuck and go. Mm-hmm. And um, to to play somebody at spy, I think would be would be a wise move. Just a quick point on Kyler Murray. I don't know if you guys talked about this in the post game. Kyler Murray's ball security really <laughs> really aggravated me. The ball is yeah. out here. It's tucked. It's never put away, is it? See if you watch Murray's run. He's all it's swinging away. So. I would love to see a couple of strip sacks on Saturday. <laughs> Punch that ball out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, what do you think, uh, James? Do you, do you feel that this is a nice uh, the way to look at it, a nice dress rehearsal for the Kyler Murray experience? Um, It could be. I, I still I feel kind of like Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts are still kind of different. I know Jalen Hurts, he's quick to run. Yeah. Um, oh, Murray, yeah, yeah. Though, he's totally he, running. I, I, Kyler Murray, he's just a little bit more dangerous because he can complete those passes, and I think that's the worrisome thing about him. And I don't know how he completes them. Man, he's so daggone little, and you be looking like you have <laughs> him, and he just wings it in the air, and it's right there. And I'm like, how is this dude completing these passes? He frustrates me. Uh, Kyler Murray does. He just frustrates me. Um, yeah. But with the Jalen Hurst thing, well, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how they want to defend him. I think that front line can get after him. Um, they're going to have the full complement of guys, and I want to see how this defense plays without Michael Parsons, for real. I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited for this opportunity, honestly, 
because I feel like this defense needs this game without Michael Parsons. I'm going to go yeah. on, on on a step further of that because the defense, let's keep it real, y'all, it's become dependent on Michael Parsons now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Michael Parsons is the man. Like, he is the man on this defense being very dependent on him now. So I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to be out this game the Cowboys defense play very strong without him mm -hmm. because to me, that gives me confidence because I feel like this is a championship type D, but one can't man to me, can't make this a championship D he can make this thing better, but these guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, um, Nelville Gallimore, they have to ha step up and say, Micah's not here, but we still can get after the quarterback. We still can put pressure on you. We still can get 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 you in the ball in the backfield. Because remember, Micah played in that game against uh, Philly, but Demarcus Lawrence didn't play in that game against Philly. Yeah. So this is a game where I want to see Demarcus Lawrence really step up. Yeah. 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 So if you had because a Micah, I, I want to see Demarcus Lawrence step up and have a big game. The way I see it, you know, because you were saying about how to defend Jalen Hurts. For me, the way to do it is don't try and sack him. Keep him in the pocket. Yeah. Make so him throw. The, yeah, yeah, make him throw. Um, you know, it's very much the way people started at the end of Colin Kaepernick's career. The same idea. Just keep him in the pocket. Don't yeah. try and don't nope. overrun him. Just keep nope. him there and let him throw, and he'll make, make him the mistake. Beat you in a, yeah, he's not the greatest passer right now, so no. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna throw some interceptions, maybe get some pressure. But like you just said, keep him in that pocket, make him beat you with the pass, make him beat mm -hmm. us throwing the ball. Because I don't think a Jalen Hurts can beat you all game throwing the ball. I just don't believe that right now in this part in this at this point in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that, that was the thing I was looking at. Um, and going back to what you were saying about Kyler, um, it's actually 75% of the Cardinals' first downs all came from Kyler Murray scrambling out of the pocket as soon as he was outside and he made the throw. I mean, I think it's just that the guy has crazy athletic ability because he was the same because he was in Texas A&M before he went to Oklahoma. So he's a Texas boy. And even back then, I can remember people saying stories like, this Kyler kid is insane athletically. Mm -hmm. And when you've got a huge athletic profile, although he's small, you know, in actual physical size, he was able to make those off-platform throws because of it. And I think that's how he, he's able to do it. And you've seen it in the NFL. It's crazy stuff. Is it, yeah. is it, is it Luke Gifford taking over? Or have we it, got Francis Bernard be. back? I, it's Luke Gifford who will rotate it's, in. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty thin. Yeah. Oh yeah, linebacker. It's, it's funny. At one point, we were going, Very "Man, thin. look at all the depth. <laughs> look at all the depth that linebacker." No, yeah, we're going. That's thin. Right. Um, because the, ne the next Losing question. Losing Jabril Cox. Oh my gosh. That I know. Just, yeah. That hurts my soul right yeah. now. Yeah. Do you know how good he would be right now? Oh man, do you know? And what's funny is, you know, like at the time when 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 Cox yeah, and they said, "Oh, he's out for the season ACL," I kind of went, "Ah, oh, what a bummer!" That is, that That's my bad, bad. because no. I'm like, man, we just saw just that tiny glimpse of him, and I'm like, yeah. wow. especially on the goal line. Yes, I'm like that mm. size 
We already knew the coverage ability. The only thing I was ever suspect with Jabril Cox, because when I watched him at LSU and even when he was at uh, North Dakota State or South Dakota State, yeah. one of the two. Yeah, he, he was at he the was, Yeah, he wasn't the yeah. he wasn't a physical tackler. He would not mm-hmm. want to get really get in the mix of the tackling. That was the main thing concerning about him because I'm like, bro, you got to tackle in the NFL, so you got to come and stick your nose in there. But he was getting <laughs> better with it. You know, the more playing time he was getting, and just to see, man, if we could have had him right now in this oh, coverage hole. Yeah. <laughs> he is the future of the NFL. Oh my gosh, he is the future because you can yeah. play safe. You can put him in so many spots like Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a we folks, fellas, we get one more linebacker that's a past pretty good sized linebacker to pair with Micah and Cox. Yeah. Oh Jabril. Yeah. My goodness, folks. Yeah, yeah. I say like that, that, you know, the, the old type linebackers, the thumpers, you know, we've moved past that. Now yeah, it's those, those, those speedy and those fast linebackers. That's the future. And the Cowboys have jumped on that quickly by getting yeah. Jabril Cox. Yes. You know? Yes. That was Sorry, Mike. I just want to jump in here and ask jump in. Uh, James, where do you have, where do you have Van Der Esch right now? Are you renegotiating? Hmm. Are you waiting to the end of the season? I, I'm going to be honest with cheap you. Enough. Yeah, it's going. He's going to have to take a team-friendly deal, and he's not. He, Van Der Esch is going to have a market, and, I, and he's not going to come back to Dallas on some team-friendly deal. I, I mean, if I'm him, I wouldn't either. It's just like with Cheeto. You know what I mean? I thought Cheeto could come back with a team-friendly deal. Yeah, then the Bengals jumped right out there and offered mm. him some money. What happened? He left, and I feel like that's what LVE is going to have happen with him too. I think the Cowboys will offer some, but they're not going to break the bank. They're going to say, we got Jabril Cox coming back. We still yeah. have Micah. We're probably going to draft again. We got young guys, so we're not going to jump out there and sign you a, a linebacker already to a lot of money, and you just got cut. You cut Jalen Smith because of money issues you know and at the end of the day so i don't think that's going to happen um i like lve i thought he's gotten better but i just feel like this is the last we've seen of lve yeah Yeah. like it seems to be the last few years been bad the first half of the season has been bad now all of a sudden he seems to have turned it on in fact i would say his contract year he got to turn it on (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, I, I (laughs) i would say the washington game he was he was on fire that was his best game I've seen him play in a while. We got to remember, we know they, these guys might love football or whatever. This is a business. So when them dudes is out there playing, sometimes when they like trying to get 12 sacks, it ain't just for the Dallas Cowboys. It might be for my next contract. So I need to make <laughs> sure I'm here at every play because you're auditioning. If you're playing exactly. in your contract year, you're auditioning not for your just the Cowboys. You're auditioning for 31 other teams. So you have to play good football because if the Cowboys and they don't give you the money you want, you got to be able to go somewhere and get paid. So you got to show yourself worthy of getting that contract. Yeah, show them good tape. Yeah, yeah. I will say this: if if LVE does go somewhere else, I don't think it'll be a team like for, it will pay more higher taxes. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I tell you where he'll go. He'll go where all ex Cowboys players go in Vegas. Nah, probably. probably. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where Schultz is going to go as well. <laughs> he might, I can see, you know who I can see LV going to? The Bengals like Cheeto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, L- yeah, yeah. I can see LVE going to Bengals because they don't have strong linebackers over there and he's young enough. I can see LVE going over to the Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, yeah. That's a fair show. I, I, I really do hope they sign. Dalton Schultz back, not just because he's a good player, but I'm just sick of Cowboys, the Cowboys organization, drafting tight ends, 
getting them up to speed to the NFL and then releasing them into the league. It's all so we seem to do. This. Let me ask you this. Man. Every would pay, time. Would you pay him $12 million a year? Because that's his value right now. His value right now is 12. See, I heard you say that now. I want to jump in and play some devil's advocate because I know Blake Jarwin. What's the cap going up to again? I know know it's going up, but are you going to have two tight ends on your – it's going up to 203 million, but are you going to have two tight ends on your roster? What's going to happen? Because I know Blake Jarwin's been injured in his contract. Mm -hmm. He signed a four-year $22 million deal. It's not crazy, but Dalton Schultz's value is right now at 12 mil. You going to sign him to 12 million? Mm. Randy Gregory. Yeah. Randy Gregory. Randy, he he's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one, you know, since you're on the defensive side, I'm making Randy Gregory my priority. Schultz is next. I think Gallup is gonna be the awkward one. And I because he's beloved by the fans. But you but you might be able to get Gallup back now on the injury. Yeah. Yes. Because that it it might be the blessing in disguise because he's not gonna have a high market because how he it's uh week sixteen and he injured an ACL, he's not gonna be ready no time soon in the in the season. He's gonna be not ready till mid season. So ain't no Mm. team gonna take no chance on him. So it could be a blessing in disguise. Cowboys sign him to a small deal. You know, for faithful, uh, you know, we love you, Gallup. We're going to give you this money. Then when you get back, maybe after a couple of years, then you can see where you're at from that point. I think mm. that would work out better. And I don't want to lose Gallup. And I think this is the way that yeah. you are able to keep him by that injury. Yeah, I do like that triple headed yeah. monster uh, with the wide receivers. So my last question then. Um, oh, sorry. My, my, my almost my last question. Cause it's the, <laughs> fi- the final one, which is the score, but um, curse could possibly not play. I, what are you guys looking at the safety position? Malik Hooker. He's on his way up. He's coming in quite nicely. What are you guys thinking that they're going to do with the safety position? Basically. I don't know. I'm a defensive lineman guy, so how, how the hell I know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about starting in the game or yes. just like in the yeah, future? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just for this game without curse. Oh, I mean, Malik Hooker, play him. Uh, but yeah. I also heard in the news that Donovan Wilson and Trevin Diggs are under the weather. They didn't practice today due to illness because uh, okay. they were saying that people yeah, are under the weather. They, so they, that's something that you're going to have to monitor because of, of the Donovan Wilson thing. Um, yeah. You know, because Donovan Wilson has come back. But if you got KZ and Hooker, roll with it. And, and, and mm. hey, see, activate the young guy. I know you ain't going to play him a lot, but if the game is like you're not using a lot of players, Mukamu, let Mukamu play some. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting show. for Izzy. I've been waiting for Izzy. I, I wrote a piece on, on Israel Mukamu at the um, start of the scene to say, like, watch out for this guy. It's just been unfortunate that I do something like that and mate, he doesn't play. <laughs> mate, just to, just to add in this as well, um, what you just mentioned, like the Dex and what Donovan Wilson, they both t- uh, COVID tests and they did turn up as negative, so it's not okay. COVID-related, so... Yeah. Yeah, a just, general I, I, a general illness then yeah that's good. That. yeah that is good news um but yeah but i i asked the question because i actually feel malik hooker um over the last few weeks seems to be getting up to speed and we're seeing Ooh. we're not seeing a first round malik hooker because that would be insane but we're starting to see an old malik hooker starting to resurface and i think coming yeah, into yeah, the playoffs a, a 
Go you've, seen Sorry. Fla- you've seen flashes of him for sure. Like he's made some really good plays, uh, breaking mm. up plays, breaking up passes and stuff. Uh, making some really good hits, especially. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you, you're you're right. Like if we were to ever get that 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 blue chip version of Malik Cooker that he was first drafted by the Colts, yeah. that would have been amazing. But but he seems to be. I think he's more like um, just really getting to the vibe of how Dan Quinn wants this defense to operate. And I think it, it suits Hooker, but at the same time, he's not having to go beyond and make plays every single time type of thing. Because when you've got, like said, Diggs doing that as well, like all yeah. across the board. So I think it, for, for what he's doing, I think he's doing a great job so far. Because yeah. you got to know Malik Hooker, it, he's another ball hawk. Yeah. I'd like to, just like to see him get an opportunity before the playoffs. Yes. Give him a Give him a... An opportunity to come in, start, play the whole game, um, throw throw his hat into the reckoning, mm. to be in that that starting defense as soon as it hits the playoffs because he's he's an experienced player. He's been around the league. I think this is his fifth or his sixth season. So um, he's not a rookie. You can you can put him in there. He will know the playbook by now. So um, yeah, throw him in um, because there's, there's going to be a lot of a lot of scrambling around, a lot of cool heads needed so if they can get Hooker in there get him more game time because um, we were before, excited we, we, yeah, we, we before, talked about it on the show about yeah. the signing yeah this yeah. is his fifth season in the NFL yeah yep. mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm definitely with that I like uh, you know uh, we all have been talking about Malik Hooker from afar you know Malik Hooker he can be in the open market Malik Hooker and he finally came over to Dallas I think yeah. the, th- the exciting thing with Malik Hooker with me He's been playing healthy. Uh, yes. That's the, big, that's the biggest big thing. Important. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing that's been with me is that he's been able to stay healthy. I think that's what everybody was worried about was his yeah. health. Um, and, and, and the more he's got his uh, feet under him and able to get more playing time, we're seeing him being more of an explosive player. I think that's what I've noticed about him. He's more explosive uh, the last few games. And so, yeah, let's start him. Uh, KZ, uh, flow with them. Maybe, like I said, throw in Mukamu. And, uh, you know, if uh, Wilson is able to go through and because there's no COVID, definitely because I like Wilson coming in as that thumper too. He mm. can play that curse role. Down uh, to the box, being yeah. Out. yeah, he yeah. Can, you can slide Wilson up in there because Wilson's like to get real physical. So mm-hmm. you can still play a, a, a sort of a big nickel because you got enough safeties that you can rotate in there. So, um <laughs> Let's Which go, is crazy to go. say at yeah, Dallas. That's, that's, <laughs> that is, but that's a great thing, man. I think that's one of the reasons why we're excited about this defense is the depth. Because yeah. before we saw the Dallas Cowboys, if one player got injured, we're like, yep, that season's over. Right? That defense is done. <laughs> uh, two players got hurt. Season over. That's the way yeah. we was feeling, you know what I mean? And now we finally got the depth. Um, and we saw when DeMarcus Lawrence went out. Uh, we saw when – um. Uh, Nelville Gallimore went out, and mm-hmm. we saw different players going out with Gregory. COVID. I yeah, COVID uh, issues. Yeah, guys are just soon one come guy go out, another guy come right in, and it, mm-hmm. it seems like the defense has not missed a beat, and that's the exciting thing for me. What was yeah. the what was the what was the one thing that you were hoping for, Mike? Last time uh, we spoke for the start of the season was one guy in particular. If he was to get any game time, is Mister Dorrance Armstrong, like. Mm-hmm. That was one guy, like, whenever he came in, when someone was injured, we always kind of say, is this going to be him? Is this him, him going to be coming out and stuff like that? And yeah, it yeah. Seems, seems like any time that Dorrance has actually been on the field where we really needed him the most, he's been there. So it's like, when you come to talk about, like, to depth, we always kind of question that. It's like, 
like previously before, players that made the team last year never really like did Check much. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They never took never took it for granted, but it seems like this year it's it's just completely different. Every player has just like got that mentality now. Like mm. there's no more hot That's boy, down to coaching. Exactly. You hit that nail right there. Coaching. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and and I keep saying this, like for especially from like for me as a defensive lineman guy. A lot of credit is down to Adam Dirt as well. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. You cannot go wrong. Fantastic there. job. Mm. Like he has brought a whole different perspective mentality. And you see, there's no hot boys, there's none of this, there's no bravado in the D-line anymore. They're just in there to do their job and work their butts off and get in there and just get the win. That's and get them playing for each other. Exactly. And it's a and yeah, there's no more like showing off merchandise. What about like it was cool at the time? Yeah, like, I, I thought it was all funny games, but now it's like no, no, like get that out of the way. We're just focus on football, and that's what we're doing, and we're seeing the fruits of that labor now. Like mm-hmm. when you look at the defensive stats, it speaks for itself now. And it's especially when that, you look at it this year and, in comparison to last year. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it says and it, and it goes to what James uh, James was saying. It's like. We've been dying for this type of defense for God knows how long now. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a defense where it doesn't matter if one person goes out, someone will always come in and still do a great job. What more can you want? You know? I'll I'd tell you what I want. Do you know what I want? A Super Bowl. Uh, well, yeah. But in terms <laughs> of with the defense, I want Dan Quinn back next year. Yes. Yeah. We need to. We need to like, keep him. Um, I think yeah. if he signs as a head coach somewhere, like you know, no, I don't think it'll be the Jags because they would have found their head coach before all of this. Yeah. But if he goes somewhere else, but that show that week that we do, I will have like red eyes with little tears in. <laughs> I'd be quite upset. Hopefully, I'd be down. He just, hopefully, he just wants to be a playoff coach for a while and not because if if he's going to a brand new team, he's going to a completely new project. And he's not going to be near the playoffs, you would presume. Mm. So maybe he just wants to enjoy a bit of success for a while. I hope. I hope he's listened to our show and he's listened to us talk about Garrett. That there are some people in this world that are fantastic offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators, but they're not necessarily good head coaches. And they'll they'll dip their toes into that pool realize that it's not and then go back to what they originally were and realize that's their calling card and i hope that's what dan quinn is thinking i hope so too um, <laughs> i know people are going to continue to reach out to him because see here's the thing i think the reason why people reach out to him because he is a player's coach and players yeah. love playing for him oh, yeah. and when you and he can command a locker room and that's very hard to do in the nfl because it's a lot of alpha males in there you got to mm-hmm. be an alpha male for them to really believe in you. And I think that's what um, it is. But like you just said, Mike, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you, you might go somewhere else and be good for a couple of years, but then it falls off again. Mm-hmm. I think this, his enthusiasm and his, it wears on you as a head coach. That's why yeah. I feel like you should just be the def- defensive coordinator because you can just sit there and focus on one thing. 
yeah. be fiery and put all your heart and soul and mind and energy into it and let that energy and you don't have to worry about all that pressure of everything else yeah that's why you just said dan quinn listen to yourself dan quinn you said <laughs> i'm having that ball over here the happiest yeah. time of my life i love this group don't leave the love no and he's um, doing uh, and also he's doing what he's good at i'm gonna right. give you stay I'm, with I'm, the love i'm gonna yeah. love you i'm gonna yeah. give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys an our prime example. <laughs> right. So, oh man, I love right, that. So, right. Yeah. Sorry. He's he right. big. Big game at me then. Wade Wade Phillips. Oh, prime man. example. Yeah. Wade. Yeah. A, a great example. Like Wade Phillips. He's had a couple of times being an NFL coach. Like also yeah. the Cowboys. He's obviously been with the Bills. Like, but. He seems to have more success as a defensive coordinator. I mean, I'm, that's how we won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't even think he won a playoff game yet. I don't think he. You can check. I don't think. Uh, oh, no, no wait, wait, Phillips. Wait, wait, Phillips won a, a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator, but right, not as, but a, like head as a head coach. Yeah, I don't even no, think no, he won a playoff game as a head coach. No, no, you know what I'm saying. So that just tells you right there. Stay the defense. Wherever you go at defense, you make it work. So that's your that's your thing, big dog. Dan Quinn, that's your thing, big dog. Just stay there and be great. <laughs> I was saying on my show, you could create a legacy here in Dallas and go down in history, dog. Mm. You stay here and make this defense great every single year. You know what kind of a legacy in Dallas. This ain't mm. the Buffalo Bills or the Jacksonville no, no, no. Jaguars. This is the Dallas Cowboys. You make a mark like that because we remember Doomsday defense. We remember yeah, that yeah. defense in the 90s. There mm-hmm. ain't been nothing to scream about defense for Dallas in the 2000s, so make a mark <laughs> now. Uh, and you know as well, I'll let you speak now, Paul, but going off that, and you you see it every time with even Jason Garrett, you can do it with Kellen Moore, that one thing Jerry Jones, that he will do is he will make sure he takes care of his coaches. He's completely loyal, and the money he will throw at the coaches. You've seen it time and time again with him. He will do that. I was was just going to say, it's like, if I was to, like, like for for example, Pete State myself, like I would never want to be anything more beyond a defensive lineman coach. That's all I'm saying. Like, because I know what I want to do. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But... Like having that extra responsibility as a defensive coordinator and knowing all the different schemes and stuff. I'm like, no. Like, let me stick to what I want to do. Like, as long as I can do the A gap, B gap, and <laughs> make, sure, make sure like my uh, edge rushers that they know to go inside or outside or bull rush. That's fine by me, but when it comes to anything else, what linebacker's supposed to do? Nah, screw that. <laughs> Let me stick to what I, what I know. So, but like, yeah, like, exactly. That kind, of, that, you, goes re- what, that kind of goes back to what James was saying. It's like, yeah, to what you, you know. reiterate the point. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's what you love. That's what you know. Stick to it if you're good at it. Because going back again to Jason Garrett, people would complain, and I know saying his name at Dallas is almost like swearing, but what you got to remember is. Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator for us was really good. You can't deny good, it. Yeah. He was a great, he, he was a great offensive coordinator. Um, but here we go then, guys. I'll give you your last question and we'll wrap things up here. And I'll let Graham take the reins for the first answer. What's your score prediction for this final game of the regular season? Oh, before you oh, before before you say that, Graham, guys, get your comments in quickly. Last chance. Yeah. Yeah, Let's give us your comments. give us your uh, score predictions at home. Oh, okay. So we 
we've got a couple of holes on defence and we want a get-right game on offence. So I'm going to go 32-24 Cowboys. Okay. Ooh, nice offence. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Get it back on track. All right, Paul, what are you going for? Well, as you can see, Joe's went for 35 20. <laughs> uh, Andy's went for 23 20. Austin's went 13 3. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 17 10. Mm-hmm. All right, then. All right, big gang. Let you have the honors, the final score. See, I'm Paul must be in my brain. Because <laughs> he said 17 10, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 20 to 13. Oh, so you're going to three points. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one extra. Just the one up. The one but, up. But, but no, but here's the thing though. It's Greg, Greg Lake. Come on. What the hell? It's one game he needs to fix. He needs to fix his kicking for this game for sure. What's, what's the weather going to be like in Philly? Is it going to be a, a, a ground and pound type game? Yeah, it'll it's be cold. Be cold as yeah. Heck. Yeah. I want Dak to throw the ball because he, I don't know if he's the greatest in cold weather. So, so I want to see him throw that ball in cold weather because you never know. If Dallas beats them Cardinals, you might, you're going to Green Bay. Yeah, you're up in Lambo. And we don't I know what that Green Bay right is going to be cold. <laughs> it don't get no colder um, than it does up there. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, well, this is in Celsius, minus four at night. Ooh. Ooh. That's cold. That's cold. At night, that is, that's in Celsius. That's real cold. So between, minus four? One, uh, between one and minus four in terms of Celsius, so that and Fahrenheit. Um, what yeah, you got to do. Come on now, you got to do this in American money, Paul. There'll be 33, 33 in Fahrenheit. That's still cold. Yeah, that's, that's still cold. Because when yeah. you said that first number, I was like, okay, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus four Fahrenheit is like Arctic weather. That's the Canadian mountains weather. I think it's like in it like that on the Arctic Circle. And saying that, and saying that, <laughs> just saying that, have Washington got any more benches they can borrow for Lambo? <laughs> yeah, because they don't, they don't need them anymore. No, well, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Washington do need those benches to prop up this stadium from falling down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. just that. Just that. Okay, I'll take that because that's no. my most hated team. So give all that Washington. Oh no, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go up a step further than that, James. Honestly, so as you may know, Washington are going to be announcing their new name. So I've came up with a couple of suggestions for the past couple of weeks. So we've got one: the Washington Scandalists, obviously with the whole John Brennan. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. We've also got the Washington Copycats. For the benches and stuff like that, you could also call them the Washington benches because, yeah, that's all they're good for. So, or the, <laughs> the what I don't know, the Washington, Washington um, um, spillages, like the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I like did Washington you not see scandals because they got yeah. a whole bunch of scandals? Washington scandals is perfect for them. Yeah. <laughs> let's, push, let's push that, Paul. We're gonna yeah. still going on. The scandals, yeah, it's still yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's still going like on. Three, three years, so yeah, let's push that. <laughs> 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 
trash. I like that one. The trash, the trash cans. I like that. <laughs> nice one, Joe. Nice one. Um, but uh, yes, for this week, that is it. Uh, regular season pregame shows, no more. But we are. Oh God. Oh, Don't God. put that one up. He knew it was coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, and there's Accident. a double entendre for that as well. Damn it, Austin. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so we will be back on uh, next Tuesday for the post game show. Then it's on to the pre game show post season style uh where we oh not postseason uh no yeah <laughs> yeah 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 playoff season whatever you want to call it so we'll be back then um we will get of course um the great and powerful big game james on again um because we always love it uh he always puts a smile on my face uh, i love it mate honestly uh when we come to america next we'll definitely which we're planning to do in 2023 we you will be come coming. When I come out there, yeah, we we I gonna kick we'll it. I don't give oh. a heck. We kicking it. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I told, oh, I told. Take when us I to get Canton. out there, no. When I get out there, I I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh we'll definitely uh we'll definitely be finding things to do that weekend that's for sure yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but it's been a pleasure talking to you it's been absolutely fantastic and it was too long i know you you were supposed to be with us um during the draft show but you were at the draft so right. um that's Far much better than talking to us babbling idiots. So uh, <laughs> it was great to speak to you. Uh, and obviously, we will see you all after the weekend. Enjoy the Saturday game. It kicks off here in the UK at quarter past one in the morning. So uh, get your coffee pots on. Um, but from myself, from Big Nib James, Graham and Paul, I'm going to let these guys sign us off and we'll see you all again next week. Um, thanks again, guys. Thanks for swinging by. And uh, uh, be sure to go and check out Big Game James as well. Go and check out his Twitter. And be sure to go and check everyone else as well who's all Cowboys content creators as well. Show them all the love. Um, but yeah, thanks for swearing by, guys. And yeah, let's get this win and on to the playoffs. See you next time. How about uh, them just, Cowboys? I, I just want to say, right quick, man, I really appreciate you guys. I had an awesome time. Uh, man, I had an awesome time. I got a big smile on my face. You guys bringing me <laughs> in. I had a great, 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 great time, man. And I love. When we always talk, so man, I can't wait yeah. till we talk again. And just, uh, I really appreciate y'all bringing me on again. And you guys, salutes, go Cowboys! Yeah, 